Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. All right, I'm going to talk to you today for a little while about this subject of uh, Gideon and you. We've been talking about this. This is actually part six now, and all of the previous lessons are indeed on our face, uh, our uh, YouTube page, if you want to go back and refresh yourself on any of those sermons. But today we're going to talk about part six that I have subtitled, God Knows You Better Than You Know Yourself. Amen. God knows you better than you know yourself. Now, in our story of Gideon, I'm going to get to the Scriptures in a, in a moment or two here, but in our story of Gideon, Gideon is at a, at a place where he has had an encounter with God. And uh, without going over what we've already talked about, you already know that he uh, tore down Baal's altar, he built up God's altar, and God miraculously delivered him from the anger of the, of the townspeople. You know, that, um, you know that he had already had an experience with God where the fleece was concerned. God had, God had uh, um, certainly uh, helped him understand that he, God was behind him. And so God had a wonderful, uh, Gideon had a wonderful experience with God here. That said, nothing else had changed yet. Nothing was any different. Everything around him was still the same. The Midianites and the Amalekites were still in the valley. They were still preparing for their attack. Everything was going on exactly as it had before. Gideon had had an experience with God, but life had not changed. I want you to understand that, that sometimes we have an experience with God, but things remain the same outside of us. The problems are still there. The people are still there. The issues are still there. That just because God changes you does not always mean He changes everybody else. Can you say amen? But what had changed and what is most important to change is that you change. That's what needs to happen. You need to change. Gideon was changed because he listened to the Lord. He trusted God. He tore down Baal's altar. He had conversations with God. He talked to God about his fears. God, God honored him for talking to him, told him what to do. He went through the fleece situation where he put the fleece down and it was wet. And then he put the fleece down again, it was dry. And he, he, he did all of those things. He had a wonderful experience with God. And yet nothing had changed, but Gideon changed. Gideon was changed. And you will always be ready and prepared to do the impossible if you spend time in the presence of the Lord. If you spend time in the presence of the Lord, you also will be able to do the impossible. The problem is, for too many people, and I'm not talking about us, but for too many people, 
they come to church on Sunday morning, and they go home, and they spend no more time with God. Their whole life involvement with God is an hour in a church service. I'm here to tell you, you need to pray. You need to worship. You need to seek God on Monday morning. You need to seek Him again on Tuesday morning. You need to sing the songs of Zion. You need to be fasting. You need to be reading your Bible. You need to spend time in the presence of God so that God can change you before he changes your circumstances. Go ahead and clap your hands. That's all right. And you will always be able to do the impossible if you have spent time in the presence of the Lord. Moses went from being a lowly shepherd to destroying the greatest superpower on the planet after spending time in the presence of the Lord at a burning bush. David went from being a lowly shepherd to being the greatest king that ever lived, whose throne is still the cornerstone of an entire nation. Peter went from being a lowly fisherman to being the one who possessed the keys to the kingdom after he had, been, after he had spent time in the presence of Jesus. And Saul of Tarsus went from being a persecutor of Christians to being the one who wrote most of the New Testament, of whose writings we still preach from today, and are inspired by today some 2,000 years later simply because he had been in the presence of the Lord. Songwriter wrote and said, In his presence there is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Oh, what fellowship divine! I am his, and he is mine. In the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. Isn't that the truth? It's in the presence of the Lord. So Gideon was ready to go against the Midianite army. We've already established in prior sermons that that army was 135,000 strong. It's a lot of people, 135,000 strong. And Gideon blew his trumpet to call in his supporters, and 32,000 of them came. I'm sure Gideon was disappointed that only 32,000 showed up out of the hundreds of thousands of Israelites that were available. But 32,000 is no drop in the bucket. 32,000 against 135,000 is one against four. That's doable. It ain't easy, but it's still doable. It's doable with our logical thinking. It's doable with our human understanding. One against four. If one person beat up four people, I'd say, wow, he's pretty strong, but I wouldn't, think it would, I wouldn't think it was supernatural. Can you say amen? And so God, knowing this, determined you're not going to go against them with 32,000 because you are not going to take my glory and apply it to yourself. One thing about God is that he will not Share his glory with another. And so 32,000 was not going to be good enough because God is going to start whittling down his army so that only God can get the credit. The change that needs to occur is in us. The change that needs to occur is in us. And that can only happen when we have been in the presence of the Lord. Can you say amen? So God is going to do the impossible through you. Everyone say through me. He's going to do the impossible through you 
But what he will not do is share the glory of doing that impossible with you. Do you hear me? He's going to do the impossible through you, but he will not share that glory with you. And so he's getting rid of a whole bunch of people just so that Gideon cannot take any glory. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8, the Bible says, I am the Lord. That is my name. And I will not give my glory to another, nor will I give my praise to idols. And that's right. Gideon would have set himself up as an idol had he delivered uh, the Midianites into the hands of these Israelites with his 32,000. They'd have been crying out, Hail Gideon! What a great and mighty warrior he is! God's not going to let that happen. God's not going to share his glory with another. Judges chapter 7, listen to what he said here. The Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you, they're too many. Uh, there's only 32,000 of them. There's too many. It's too many for me to give the Midianites into your hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. Because four against one is possible. God deals in the realm of impossible. Now, therefore, proclaim in the here. I'm going to make a long story short, okay? God said, this is what we're going to do. You're going to take all the 32,000 of them down to the river here, and we're going to get a drink of water. All right? Get them down the river. Now, this is what I want you to do. The ones that get down their hands and knees and stick their face to the water and, and, and drink, get rid of them. The ones that get down and put their hand and pull water up to their face and, lip, and, and lap it up like a dog would, you keep them. So Gideon watched them go down, and he watched one after another stick their face in the water. And he thought, no, oh, no, no. Next thing he knew, there was only 300 of them left. 300 of them, of them left. Out of 22, what's that, 21,700 of them got sent home? He had 300 people left. And that's what he had to go to fight 135,000 Midianites with. 300 of us. That shook Gideon up. That shook him up. But I want to point something out, and you need to understand this. Gideon got shook up over this, but he didn't say anything to God about it. Did you hear me? Gideon first thought, I'm not sure I can do this. I need, I need I'm, God, make sure this is you. Here's the fleece. If the fleece is wet, okay. He wrung a bowl of water out of the fleece and the ground was dry. He said, okay, I, I, that, that's a miracle, but I'm, just, I'm still uncertain here. Could you, could you make the fleece dry and the ground wet? Sure enough, the next morning, the fleece is as dry as can be and the ground's all wet. He said, okay, God, you're in on this. I want you to know something. Gideon did not ask for a third sign. When he got knocked down to... Th now listen, 32,000 against, against 135,000 is four to one. Do you know what? 300 against 30, 135,000 is? It's 450 to 1. One soldier has to take on 450 Midianites. Now, if one beat up four, I would say, wow, that's, he's, he's strong. That's impressive. If one stood against 450, I'd say he has no chance. I don't care how strong he is. 450, and yet, we know the end of the story, he did it, because God is not going to share his glory with another. Let me tell you something about God. 
God does not seek to build our self-confidence. God seeks to build our dependence upon Him. Did you hear me? He's not out to build up your self-confidence. All these preachers that are talking to us about having self-confidence and believe in yourself and you can do it, that's not scriptural. What is scriptural is you need God. God is not about making you feel good about yourself. God is about making you feel good about your relationship with Him, about the fact that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Not through me. I can do all things through Christ. So God is not out to help us build our self-confidence. God is out to help us build our dependence upon Him because if I depend upon Him, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Can you say amen? Now some people would read that statement, God's not out to build our self-confidence but our dependence upon Him and they would think, well, God's just a glory hound. God just doesn't want to let anybody else get any credit for anything. That's not it at all. That's not it at all. What God wants you to know is this. You are going to face impossible circumstances in your life. You are going to face odds that are against you. You are going to face situations in your own flesh that you can't overcome on your own. God wants you to understand that if you can learn to lean on Him, you can do anything. This isn't about trying to steal glory from you. This is about helping you understand that anything you need, you can find it in God if you learn to depend upon Him. And so He will not share His glory because He is the only one that can give you the strength to get done what you need done. Praise God. And I'm glad he does that. And he brings us into impossible circumstances to teach us that over and over and over again. He brings us to places where we've got to go to God for answers. But this one time, Gideon didn't go for answers. This one time. Thusly, my sermon subtitle today, God knows you better than you know yourself. God knew what Gideon needed when Gideon didn't even ask for it. Sometimes you don't even know what to ask for. Sometimes if you do ask, it's for the wrong thing. Sometimes we're afraid to ask. I'm not sure exactly what the situation was with Gideon because the Bible doesn't tell us. But I do know from what Gideon did the thought was in his heart. He just never brought it before the Lord. Because God had gotten rid of all of these uh, Israelite soldiers till he was left with 300. And he was looking at an army of 135,000. And he wasn't sure what to do. So I'm going to read from Genesis, uh, Genesis, Judges. Chapter 7. Here's verse 9. Here's what verse 9 says. It happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I've delivered it into your hand. You just got rid of all of my soldiers. You left me with 300. Now you're telling me to rise and go. I want to point out that Gideon did not ask for any more help. He didn't ask for any more signs from God. He didn't say, can I put the fleece out again to make sure you're still in on them? I mean, things have changed since the last fleece. Let's look at verse 10. 
if you are afraid, that's what God said to Gideon. Gideon didn't say, I'm afraid. God said, if you are afraid, I know your heart. God knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows your mind. He knows everything about you. The Bible said, he knows you better than you know you. The Bible said, if you are afraid to go down, then go down to the camp with Fura, your servant. And it is pronounced Fura. I know it's with a P, but it's Fura. Don't think I'm mispronouncing it. Go down with Fura, your servant, and you shall hear what they say, and afterward your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Did you hear what he said? I know you better than you know you. You think you can figure this out? You think you're going to be out? Listen, I know one thing about you. You're still afraid. You don't even have to tell me you're afraid. I know you're afraid. So here, I'm already, I've got an answer for you. You're not even asking for Oh, isn't that wonderful about our God? He's got answers for us that we're not even, we don't even ask the question. So he went down with Fur his servant, to the outposts of the armed men who were in the camp. Now the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people were the east lying in the valley, as numerous as locusts. Their camels were without number, and the sand, they were like the sand in the seashore in multitude. And when Gideon had come, now he did, he took God up on his offer. Gideon had come down, and he listened. And he heard a man telling a dream. Listen to me for a moment. God gave a Midianite a dream before Gideon even knew how many men he had to fight with. God is setting this whole thing up. Listen, God has got your life laid out if you will just follow him. He has got everything played out exactly how it needs to go if you will just seek his face and follow him. He had a dream given to a Midianite before Gideon ever even knew he was going to be fighting with 300 people. He had everything laid out. He had everything in order. And the Bible said that this dream happened. And here, here he says, if you're afraid, go on down there. I gave somebody a dream to encourage you. And he went down and listened. And this is what happened. He said, I had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. And it came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and it overturned. And the tent collapsed. And then his companion, the other Midianite, said... This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel, into his hand. God has delivered the Midians and the whole camp. This is the Midianites admitting that God has given us into his hand. And look at verse 15 here. So it was, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, that he worshipped. My friend, if you are not one, I encourage you to become one. One what? A worshiper of the one true God. Spend time in his presence like I talked about earlier and worship him. Give him the glory that is due his name. When Gideon realized what God was doing for him and he hadn't even asked for it yet, he stopped everything and worshiped. We have got to be worshipers. We have got to worship him on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday. We have got to be worshipers of the one true God for all of the things that God has done and is doing. He returned to the camp of Israel, he said, after he heard the dream and realized what God has done, and he worshiped God, and he came back after worshiping, and he said, let's go. 
For the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hands. Let's go. That's what happens after you worship him. He has delivered the Midianites into our hand. I want to wrap this up by telling you this. God knows you. He knows everything about you. The Bible says He knows our down-sittings and He knows our uprisings. That means He knows our strengths and He also knows our weaknesses. And He helps us and gives us strength when we ask for it. But He does even more than that because He knows you better than you know you. He knows what you need more than you know what you need. And without even asking, God meets our needs. Amen? And we need to trust Him because when He seems to be stripping our lives of the things we depend upon, it is for His glory and ours. God forbid we do something and take credit for it. God forbid we accomplish anything and say, look what I did. God wants us all to be at the place where we say, look what the Lord has done. Just look what the Lord has done. God knew what Gideon needed. And this time, when he was afraid to ask for it, God gave it to him. He didn't even ask for it. God gave him what he needed. Folks, we need to spend time in the presence of the Lord. We need to be worshipers of the one true God. We need to lift him up and we need to praise his name every day. We need to understand that from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. We need to remember that it is not by works of righteousness which we have done, but it's according to his mercy. We must understand that it is not by thousands or ten thousands. It is by the Lord that the victory comes. Spend time in the presence of the Lord and be a worshiper. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.